Do you like Easter? Where does the Easter Bunny live? In my heart. And what's his name? Easter Bunny. Oh, his first name's Easter and his last name's Bunny? Yeah, he hops. Do you hop? I don't want to hop. You don't want to hop? Yeah, I'm a girl. Oh, okay. Where does the Easter Bunny live? Australia. Playhouse. A tree fork and a land called Easterland. Where's Easterland? 24,000 away. away. What does the Easter Bunny do when Easter's over? He runs? Yes. Okay. Just like forever? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Do you know why we celebrate Easter? I feel like maybe you're, you're done with this. Why do we celebrate Easter? Because Jesus died for our sins, for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So what's in her Easter basket? Um, bunnies. Bunnies? Yeah. Like live bunnies? Yeah, I poop in the potty. You poop in the potty? Yeah. Me too. Well, happy Easter, Orchard Church. Of all the things that you thought you might hear on Easter Sunday at church, that might not have been on your list. That may not have been one of them, but at least when they asked the kids, why do we celebrate Easter, they got the question right. It's not about the bunny, it's about the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And that's why we're here. This weekend we get to celebrate the most significant event that happened in the history of the world. The fact that the, the stone has been rolled away, the tomb is empty, Jesus has risen, and He is alive. Are you excited about that this morning, Orchard Church? One of my favorite passages in the Bible that talks about this is in Mark chapter 16, uh, verse 2. And this is the, one of the accounts of the resurrection at first Easter. It says, very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. And on the way, they were asking each other, who's going to roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw the stone, which was very large, and had already been rolled away. It goes on to say, when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked, but the angel said, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. Let's say it together, church, because he is risen from the dead. That's what Easter is all about. That's the good news of Easter. Maybe you've heard the word gospel. Somebody who preaches the gospel or shares the gospel. The word gospel means good news. The good news that Jesus died, he was buried, but he only needed to borrow a tomb for three days because on the third day, he rose again. And that's what Easter is all about. But I want us to take some time this morning to answer a different question. Not just what is Easter, but why did Jesus do that? I mean, why did, did Jesus come to this earth, die, be buried, and rise again? What was the reason for that? And here at Orchard Church, one of our values, our strongest value is, what does the Bible say? And, and the Bible tells us why Jesus came and he died and was buried and rose again. And I want to look at two reasons this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to begin in verse 3. We're also going to put it on the screen to help you out. And in this, we see the why of Easter. Why did Jesus do this? In Ephesians 1.3, it says this. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world. That's a long time ago. Even before God made the world, God what, church? He loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And watch this. God decided in advance to adopt us 
into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. And how should we respond to this? It goes on and says, so we say it together, church, we Praise God for what Jesus did. We praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and, gra and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and he forgave our sins. And in this passage, we see the two reasons why Jesus died and was buried and rose again. And the first reason is to bring us into a relationship with God himself. Let's look at verse 5 again. Let's hone in on this in Ephesians chapter 1. It says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to who? To himself. God wanted to bring us to himself. And we lost our feet, but we'll just keep going on. Bring us to himself through Jesus Christ. He wanted us to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, his son. Now, that's the good news. Here's the bad news. The bad news is the Bible says in Romans 3.23, we have all sinned. And because of our sin, we fall short of God's glorious standard and a relationship with him. In Isaiah 59.2, it says our sins have separated us from a relationship with our God. That's the bad news, but here's the good news. Ephesians 2.8.9 says, for by grace we are saved through, help me church, through faith. And that not of ourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest anybody should boast about it. You see, that's the difference between religion and what the Bible teaches, and we call it Christianity. Religion is about man's attempt to try to earn God's favor and work our way back to God through some religious deeds or good works to try to restore our relationship with God. But Christianity, what the Bible teaches is that God did for us what we could not do for ourselves. He sent his son Jesus to die for us in our our place to provide the gift of salvation and all we have to do is receive it by grace through faith. Are we thankful for that this morning, Orchard Church? You see, yeah, we can celebrate that. Amen. Yeah, that's the difference between a religion and a relationship. If you come to Orchard Church for any length of time, you're going to hear me say this over and over and over. We've been saying this for 10 years, and we're going to keep saying it. If you're looking for a religious pastor, if you're looking for religious people, if you're looking for a religious church, and you think religion is your answer... You have come to the wrong church this morning because at Orchard Church, the last 10 years, we have not been offering people religion. We have been offering them a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. And that's what we celebrate. And that's what God wanted. That's why he sent his son so we could have a relationship with God through Jesus. And the motivation, why did God send his son Jesus to do this for us is the same motivation for all of our relationships. He did it out of love. Because he loves us and he wants a relationship with us. You've probably heard this verse many times. John 3, 16. Help me out. For God so loved the world. That includes all of you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever, that excludes nobody, would believe in him. Would not perish but have everlasting life. The motivation for God wanting a relationship with us is his love. And I was reminded of this truth. Amazingly enough. By a seven-year-old boy here in our church recently. I, I was on Facebook and I, I read something that was such an encouragement and blessing to me. I'm not always blessed by Facebook. Not always encouraged. But this day I was. And this family is a, a members of our church. And the mother posted this about her seven-year-old son, Nicholas. And I want to share it with you this morning on Easter. It says, Nicholas was on the receiving end of a little tussle with one of his classmates. So the other boy got in trouble. His punishment was to move his clip down on the behavior chart while Nick received no punishment. After a little while, Nicholas asked his teacher if he could switch places with his classmate and take the punishment for him. 
His teacher asked him why he wanted to do this. And Nicholas replied, because that's what Jesus did for me. And then he goes on and says this, this, his teacher then asked what this would demonstrate to his classmate. And Nick said, it would show him what love is. Man, is that an awesome story from a seven-year-old boy. And that is good news this Easter, that God loved you enough to send his son to die for you because he wants you to have a relationship with him. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't end there. Not only did Jesus come to this earth, die, and was buried and rose again so that we can have a relationship with God, with himself, but he also did it to bring us into a relationship with each other. Let's go back to verse 5 in Ephesians 1. It says, God decided in advance, and let's say it together, to adopt us into his own family. Everybody say family. God not only wanted to bring us into his family in a relationship with him, but he wanted us to have a church family. He wanted us to have, be a part of the family of God, and he adopted us into that family. You see, the Christian life is not just about believing, it's about belonging, belonging to the family of God. And the Bible calls the family of God the church. The church is God's family. Now, I know when you hear that word church, many of you think of a building that's white with a steeple and, you know, it's got a bell in it or a cross on it. But a, a building is not a church. A church is where God's people and God's family are joined together because when we are adopted into God's family, the Bible says that we're born again and we become children of God, which means we become brothers and sisters um, with, with others that are believers in Jesus Christ. We have brothers and sisters in Christ. And so whatever building or whatever place that the family comes together together, that is now a church. We know this very well here at Orchard Church because for the last 10 years, we've been meeting at a public 5A high school and we praise God for this facility. And all during the week, this is a public high school, but every Sunday when we come into this building, it's now a church. Amen? That's what it is this morning because God's people have gathered together. This is what God had in mind to not only send his son to die for us to bring us into a relationship with himself, but to bring us into a relationship with each other in a church family. And I believe with all my heart that God smiles when his kids get together. He smiles and he's excited when God's children love each other and care for one another and support one another and are part of a, a real family, a church family. That's, this is what God had in mind. You know, I understand this myself as a father. I've got two kids myself, and, and I've been sharing with our church that we've kind of been transitional empty nesters. Our son is in his sophomore year at college in Nebraska. He's playing baseball, so he's not home much. And our daughter is graduated from high school, and she's working a full-time job, and she's not home much. And then we were surprised a couple of weeks ago, and she came home, and she said, well, I'm moving out. And we're like, why? And she, you know, I mean, you pray for that all those years, and then when it happens, you're like, What? And she said, well, I got offered a job as a nanny down in Littleton. And so it's going to be 45 minutes, but I'm going to, going to live down there. And so now we're full on empty nesters. So pray for us. But what's cool is it's cool when we, they come home. And a couple of weekends ago, they were home. And so brother and sister were there together. And, and there's a picture they took of each other. And I, I like the OU hat my son's wearing, if anybody watched basketball last night. you know. And uh, so here they are together. Now, let me encourage some of you parents that have young children and siblings that fight like cats and dogs. And you think they hate each other. They're never going to love each other. I thought the same thing. They now love each other. And so there is hope. But I love this picture because I love seeing my kids together and I love seeing them um, love each other. And that's the same thing God wants for us as a church family. And one of the values we have here at Orchard Church is this, that we keep it real. 
We keep it real. And we're willing to say some things maybe others aren't willing to say, you know, to kind of wake us up. And I just want to share my heart for a moment this morning. Because God not only called us into a relationship with himself, but he called us into a relationship with each other. A church. He wants us to have a church home and a church family. And the elephant in the room every Easter weekend and every Christmas weekend here at Orchard Church is that there's a lot more of God's children in here than there are on a normal weekend. And we're okay with that. We're glad you're here. Amen, church? Can we welcome all those that may be here, haven't been here in a while? We're glad you're here. But we sometimes joke around about you. We'll be honest. I'll come clean. We, we call them EC Christians, you know, Easter Christmas. We sometimes refer to people that only come Easter and Christmas as Creasters, Christmas and Easter, not Keasters. Creasters. I'll be careful with that. But here's the thing. Here's what I want to share with you. God wants you to enjoy a church home and a church family on a regular basis where you can have love and you can have care and you can worship with other believers. You can grow in God's word. God, that's what God wants for you. That's why Jesus died, to bring you into a relationship with God and to bring us into a relationship with each other. And I know this is true because I've heard many of your stories and your testimonies. Some of you, you're here this Easter and we're so glad you're here. But you're looking for something more. You're looking for a place to belong. You're looking for connection. You're looking for something more. You're, you're um, looking for somebody to have your back. Aren't you thankful in life when you go through difficult times there's someone there to have your back? If you are, say yes. yes. And that's what a church family can do for you. God never intended for us to be Lone Ranger Christians. And you never know when you might go through something difficult that you really need a good church family in your corner. And right now, I want you to watch a story of a family that came to an Easter service just like this a couple of years ago, and they found out what it means to have a relationship with a God and a relationship with God's family, and it changed their life forever. Check this out. I'm Dennis Hart. I'm Tammy Hart. We've been going to Orchard a little over two years. Um, I grew up in a Lutheran church in Loveland, um, and then when I went to college, I really didn't have a church. I'd go, I'd go back there a couple times a year, you know, for the holidays or or when I was at home. But I really didn't have a uh, a church that I attended regularly until I started going to Orchard. When I grew up, I was one of the Christmas Eve Easter attenders um, with my family. And again, when I went away to college, I, I didn't really go to church. And then after we met and got married, we were still doing the, the Christmas Eve Easter thing. It was probably close to six months after we, we met that we started dating and, and, then, and then got engaged and we got married. I married in 2010. We have three kids. Cole is 15, almost 16 and Madison is 14. Then we have a big gap, <laughs> and we have Brooks. I always knew about Jesus and knew about God, and um, that's how I was brought up. And when, if anybody asked me, um, I would tell them, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian, and I know about God, and I know about Jesus. And um, in August of 2013, I, I was sick, and we couldn't figure out what was going on. I was misdiagnosed for about a month. And on August 28th, we found out that I had um, multiple blood clots in both my lungs. And 
Within a couple hours, I was in the emergency room and then admitted into the hospital. And I was in the hospital room all by myself. And just thinking, there's got to be something more. Um, and I think that was when I just truly accepted Jesus into my heart. Instead of just knowing about him, that was when I first really accepted him into my heart. We had gone to Orchard a couple times on Easter before then. And I think back now and know that it wasn't just by chance that we went to Orchard a few times. You know, we checked out two or three different churches and we didn't we hadn't checked out Orchard yet other than those couple of Easter services. And uh, then we talked about it and you know, we really did enjoy the Easter services, but we didn't know if that was the regular or if that was just the dog and pony show. So, we went back and um we went back in November. And it only took a couple Sundays, and we and we knew we were in the right place then. And once we started going regular, we we just kept going. We we didn't miss. We we kept going. We within a month we did the Discover Orchard class, you know, to become a member. It took us a year to turn the paperwork in, but you know we felt like members a long time before that. So um, we got involved um, serving. We've both been discipled there and are now discipling others. Doug was talking about small groups, so we signed up for small groups. Every small group we've been in, we've just been so welcomed and so blessed, and um, it's it's become part of our family, and just feeling so blessed in everything we're doing, all of the decisions we're making. And then um, the end of May, right after school was out, um, works just hadn't been feeling good in May. And it wasn't really anything we could put our finger on. Took him in to me to, to see his pediatrician the next day and told her, you know, we don't we don't want to sound like those crazy parents that bring our kid in every time he has a fever, but it just feels like something's off. And she said, well, I think it's probably just a virus, but let's go ahead and examine him. And when she examined him, she felt an enlargement in his abdomen and they ran blood tests. So she said, let's give it a couple weeks and come back, but you can just kind of be rest assured that we're we've kind of ruled out all the really scary stuff. And we went back um, about 10 days later because we were getting ready to go on vacation. The enlargement wasn't any smaller, so they sent us in for an ultrasound the next morning. Um, and that afternoon, I was at Brighton High School doing some work, and his pediatrician called me and told me that um, we needed to take him into Children's Hospital and she was giving me directions and as she's giving me directions I thought well they're just going to be looking at his liver and she told me to go to the oncology floor and I just I couldn't I couldn't believe it I hit my knees and I I asked her do you think do you think that he has cancer and she it was explaining to me what a Wilms tumor was and I don't remember most of it but um, I went out to the car and just made the hardest phone call I think I'll the hardest phone call I think I've ever had to make to call Danny and tell him that we had to get works to the hospital because they thought he had cancer. He was down for his nap at that time, so, you know, I immediately went upstairs and, you know, just wanted to hug and love him. And because so many thoughts are running through your mind at that point. And uh, one of the things she said was, uh, make sure you let our small group know. And, you know, I really think on the road that brought us to Orchard. One of the reasons God put us there was to put us in contact with all these wonderful people. They, they became our support system. Um, 
you know, emotionally, spiritually, even financially, they've done so much for us. Um, and, you know, they've just, people we've known our whole lives, haven't heard much from them, but people we've known for a couple of years or less, they've, they've, they've had our back every step of the way. We went into the hospital on June 9th of 2015, and he had his surgery on the 12th. Um, about 10 days after that, he started um, chemo and radiation. So it was a 28-week program, and he finished his last chemo in the 30th week. He was such a great patient. He took every, he, he, he's done everything we asked, and there were times he got angry, and times he asked questions, why do I have cancer, and you know, we'd try and explain it the best we could. We started doing posts each week with um, something just to w raise awareness about children's cancer and to, to keep track of the time and put a Bible verse on. And I think we started it for us. And I, I also thought with him only being three, I don't know how much he'll remember. And and it's it's an important part of his life. And so I just wanted him to have a record of, of what was happening just to help him deal with his feelings because he started asking his questions. Like, why, why do I have cancer? Why did I get cancer and other kids don't? And one day I asked him, well, you know, we talked about the bad part. Are there any good parts? And he said, I like my signs. <laughs> so he really liked his, his signs every week with his Bible verse. He had his last set of scans on uh, January 13th and everything came out clear and he was, he's officially in remission. I, I had a discussion with Doug. Doug and Shelly came to the hospital to pray with us before Brooks's surgery. And I told Doug, my word for the year is patience. God put me in the place to choose that as my word months before we ever had any inclination that anything was going to happen with Brooks. And I feel like God was just so present in our lives so far back, but the fact that that everything happened the way that it happened, um, Doug had told me things aren't circumstance. No, nothing happens by circumstance. It, God knows the plan and and he, he prepared us so well for dealing with Brooks's illness from um, putting us at the Easter services and giving us that opening. So when we were ready for, for choosing our, our home church, we knew where we wanted to be. Where we are and what we do is never by circumstance. Like there's a reason. There's a reason why, why we were put where we were. And one of the things we talked about after we got out of the hospital, shortly after we got out of the hospital with Brooks is, you know, we really didn't know what we needed. We didn't even know how to ask. And our small group and, and, and God, they, they provided everything that we did need. Um, and they showed us, you know, they, they showed us what a, what a church family really is. We just celebrate that awesome story right now. Man. You know, obviously, that Easter weekend a couple of years ago just changed the Hearts family's life. And I just wonder this Easter weekend what God might be wanting to do in your life. I mean, how it might be a turning point for some of you. I loved what Tammy kept saying that nothing happens by accident, nothing happens by chance or you know, it's a coincidence. And we don't believe that any of you are here today by accident 
or chance. And I believe that God may want to do something in some of your lives today. And my, my simple question to you would be this. You know, what does God want to do in your life this Easter? And will you allow him to do that? Father, we thank you for Easter. We thank you that we get to celebrate the fact that you sent your son to die for us. He was buried and he rose again. And he's alive today. And you did that to bring us into a relationship with you and with each other. And we pray that you would work in hearts and lives today. Lord, in whatever way that you want to, God, that we would respond to your call. So we just continue in an attitude of prayer right now with heads bowed and eyes closed. Nobody looking around for just a moment. Let me just ask you the most important question that anyone could ever ask you. And it's simply this. Are you a part of God's family? Do you have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ? Or maybe you're like Tammy in the video. She said, you know, I knew about God, but I didn't really know him. God wants to know you in a personal way, not just about him. Some of you, maybe you're looking for something more. You've been looking for all kinds of things to bring satisfaction and fulfillment to your life. And you keep coming up empty. Isn't it time to give Jesus a try? Isn't it time to say yes to Jesus? The one who died, was crucified in your place, took your punishment so that you could have a relationship with him. Jesus died to show you his love. And so if you're here today, you'd say, you know what? I've never said yes to Jesus, but I would like to. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And the way we call on the Lord is through prayer. And I want to lead you in a prayer, some of you. I want to just lead you in a prayer of faith right now. I'm not going to ask you to come up, stand up, or, or speak up. But I'm going to ask you to say this prayer with me. Now, it's not a magic prayer or magic words. But if you put faith and belief behind it and it comes from your heart, then you can open up your life to Jesus today. You can enter into a personal relationship with him. And if that's you today, would you pray this prayer of faith from your heart to God's? And it goes like this. Just pray it with me. Jesus, I believe in you. I want to know you. Not just about you. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I want to know you. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Thank you. For dying for me. Thank you. For adopting me into your family. Thank you. As we continue in an attitude of prayer with heads bowed and eyes closed. Nobody looking around. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I never want to do that. But if you just prayed that prayer of faith and you meant it. You just made the greatest decision of your entire life and all eternity. And I'd love to pray for you. I'd love the privilege to pray for you that you would grow in your walk and relationship with Jesus. That you began today, that you grow in that relationship from this day forward. So right now, without hesitation, if you prayed that prayer, prayer of faith, would you just unashamedly raise your hand so I can pray for you? Just lift up your hand. God bless you over here. Thank you. God bless you over here. Thank you. God bless you over here. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you. Down here, two or three people, some young people. God bless you. Put them up nice and high. I don't want to miss anybody. God bless you up on the top, ma'am. I see you there. God bless you in the middle section. God bless you up here. God bless you. Thank you. Many hands. Thank you. Thank you. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray for those that have been adopted into your family today. We have seen resurrection power happen in this service. People going from death to life and out of your family and into your family. And they're now children of God. And as those of us that are in your family, we welcome them as brothers and sisters in Christ. And we pray that they would grow in their relationship with you from this day forward. We'd come alongside them. We'd have their back. And we'd be there for them to help them in their new life in Christ. As we just continue in prayer right now, let me just boldly ask you this. Are, are you a part of a church family? You know, do you have a good church home, whether it's this church or another church? And I know many of you do, but maybe some of you that are here today, this, this video and this message spoke to you and you say, you know, if I'm honest, I 
need to be more connected to a good church home and a good church family. I know people say all the time, well, you don't have to be a Christian to go to church. And that's true, you don't. But you know what? The church is a really big deal to God, God's family. The Bible says that Jesus died for the church. The Bible says Jesus is coming back someday for the church. The Bible says that one day the church is coming back with him. So God, to God, church family is a big deal. And, and some of you, maybe God has spoken to your heart today. And you just don't, you never know when you're going to need a good church home and a good church family, just like the Hart family. And so can I pray for you? Would you just slip up here and say, pray for me? I, I, I believe that God wants me to be more connected to a good church home and church family. Can I just pray for you in that way? Would you slip up your hand all across this auditorium if God has spoken to you about that? God bless you. Several hands. God bless you. Hands in every section. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm not just going to pray that God would bring you to Orchard Church. Um, there's a lot of other good churches in this community or maybe where you're from. We'd love to have you here if this is where God calls you. But I want to encourage you, get connected to a good church family because God sent his son Jesus to die, not just only to bring us into a relationship with himself, but to into a relationship with each other, into a church family. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for those that you've spoken in their heart today about connecting with a good church home and family. I pray that they would find that place that you would have for them where they can grow and they can worship you together and they can feel a part of a family and they can find connection and love and care and support and people who will be in their corner. Lord, we thank you for all those that have joined your family today by inviting Jesus Christ in their life. We celebrate that decision and we celebrate our risen Lord and Savior and we thank you for being such a good God who loved us enough to send your son to die for us. We thank you that he is risen and he's alive and we can have a relationship with him every day. And we pray this all all in Jesus' name, and God's people said, amen. Can we celebrate big time some decisions for Christ this Easter? Amen. 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 I'm going to ask all of you to do us a favor. Inside your newsletter right now, if you just take out that connection card, we're going to ask everyone to fill it out this Easter weekend. Give us a chance to update information. And also on the back, there's a little survey. We're going to ask you to check either box A, B, C, or D. If you uh, raised your hand, you said you accepted Christ today, you began a relationship with Jesus today, then check box A. Give us your contact information. We're going to continue to pray for you. We're going to send you some information in the, way, in the mail that will really help you in your new walk with Christ. If you already are our believer and you're joining us in worship today, check box B. We're glad you're here. If uh, you would say, you know, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm considering a relationship with God through Jesus, um, just check box C. We'll continue to pray for you, answer any questions you have. And if you would say, you know, I'm just not interested this time, we respect that. Uh, it's a personal decision nobody can make for you. Check box D and we'll just continue to pray for you. Drop those in the offering bucket when we receive our gifts in just a moment. Uh, especially if you're a first time guest today, make sure you fill out that card. Um, and drop in the offering bucket when it goes by. We're not interested in your money today, first time guests, but we're definitely interested in you. And we want to send you a thank you note from our church and a free gift in the mail. So please drop those in the bucket when it goes by. If you are a first time guest, I'd love to meet you personally. I'll be standing out in the courtyard by the white tent after service. So come by so I can meet you. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to close in a response of worship through song. We're also going to have an opportunity to worship through our tithes and our offerings. And as we do this, you know, uh, this is our 10th Easter celebration at Orchard Church. Can we celebrate that? This is our 10th one. Amen. And God has blessed us beyond what we could have ever imagined these last 10 years. And we say this all the time. We have been blessed to be a blessing. 
to, to this community, around the world, and to you personally. So if you're here today, as we receive our gifts, and the offering goes by, and you're 21 years of age or older, and you have a need in your life for food, shelter, or clothing, there's usually a certain amount of just loose cash that people put in the offering. If you have a need in your life today, rather than putting something in, we're going to encourage you to take something out to help meet that need, because we love being a blessing that way. Amen, Orchard Church. So let's stand right now. Let's close in a song of worship. Worship through our gifts. I love you, Orchard Church. Thank you for being here. Have a wonderful Easter Sunday together. God bless you.